an Ironic Media production. Visit us at I-R-O-N-I-C-K media.com. All right, before we get started on this episode, I wanted to share with you that I am now on Wisdom app. It is an app where we can connect and you can ask me questions and we can keep the conversation going about this week's episode. So please jump over to where you download apps on Apple or on Android and pick up the Wisdom app. It has Einstein with headphones on. Find me at Amy Stark, just Amy Stark. We can talk about the podcast and we can talk about anything that you're wondering about your journey. We can connect there. And I am so grateful that this app exists. So please come on over and let's get this conversation going. I can't wait to see you there. One advice I am going to give you for free. I'm not going to charge you money for this, (laughs) but this is the advice out of everything you're going to do is going to help you the most. Okay. And this is about like stress reduction or meditation. Mm-hmm. It's free, doesn't cost you any dime, but this is a thing which is so powerful that is going to help you the most. So make sure you like you do it. People have this tendency like if something is given them for, for free or they're getting it for free, they don't value it. And that's where I think, you know, like, you know, this meditation, a lot of people of my folks say that, oh yeah, you know, like I will do it later. I said, no, this is not later. This is the first thing you do and everything <laughs> else is later. So that's where I'm big on stress management, various ways of doing it. There's not just one good way of doing it. Meditation is great. Deep breathing is great. Being in nature is wonderful. Nature walks are great. Listening to like a music meditation or a guided imaginary, all of those things. Now we have so much powerful tools, you know, that we can use. Welcome to the Stark Transformation Show. I'm your host, Amy Stark. In this show, I'll be sharing messages of hope, healing, and transformation. I'll teach you how to shift your mindset, conquer your fears, and become the best version of you. You'll hear incredible stories of transformation and about the extraordinary journey I've been on for well over a decade. My connection with energy is so strong, and I can't wait to share it with you. Let's get started. All right. Today on the podcast, I have Dr. Anshul Gupta, and we are going to be talking about the thyroid. He is a leading expert in the world of reversing Hashimoto's. He's written a book called Reversing Hashimoto's and has a wonderful YouTube channel that is very informative. I enjoyed visiting that. And he is a board certified family medicine doctor with an advanced certification in functional medicine and peptide therapy. And he did a fellowship in integrative medicine. So you also have worked alongside Dr. Mark Hyman and you are a father of two children and currently in India. Welcome to the show. Thank you for being here. Thank you so much for having me on the show. I'm glad to be here. You are doing such an amazing job. You know, I listened to your podcast, couple of episodes and like the information that you're sharing with your audience is just phenomenal. Oh, thank you so much. I'm excited to talk to you. I mean, a lot of women struggle with their thyroid. What's interesting is there's a connection between stress and your thyroid. I find that the tools that I offer in the podcast, obviously help people with stress, but there's other things to do. And I, I am excited to talk to you about those things. Tell us how you got started in all of this. Yeah, so actually I had my own personal story and that led me to the functional medicine route and also the the route of thyroid. So my story actually started after doing my family medicine residency. I was doing a pretty busy 
you know, like primary care job, seeing a lot of different patients. But then, you know, like after a few months into the practice, I started having this weird pain in my belly. Hmm. Nobody knew what was going on. The pain was so severe in my belly that sometimes I will double over because of the pain. Hmm. I even thought about going to the emergency room, but I knew wow. that they could not do anything except for giving me the pain medicine because I worked over there. And I knew it, you know, like the pain medicine was not the answer. Being a doctor myself, but I thought, well, I can fix myself. So let me start on some medications. So I started some medication thinking it's an acid reflex problem. Nothing happened. Hmm. At that time, I started having more issues. I was actually being tired or being fatigued. You know, like by the afternoon that I will feel that I need to take a nap just to go through the whole day. Oh, wow. I was feeling at the end of the day, a little bit brain foggy that I could, I could not multitask or like, you know, I was forgetting a few things here and there. I was gaining weight like crazy, even though I did not change my diet, my diet, I thought was pretty healthy at the time, but I was just kept gaining weight and weight. So hmm. I was like totally lost. Okay. What was going on? So I thought, well, I'm not smart enough. Let me kind of get these smart doctors involved to help me out. So I saw specialist after specialist, you know, did number of testing whether it was endoscopy, blood work, ultrasounds, allergy testing, everything was negative. Nobody knew what was going on. Wow. So they said, well, let's add more medications. So at <laughs> one point I was taking like five or six medications in one day and no difference. I was still having the same pain. I was still feeling the same crappy feeling that I always had. Oh, God. Then actually somebody introduced me to functional medicine. They said, well, you know, like these functional medicine doctors or these guys see actually all people who have not found answers anywhere else. So maybe you might be helpful. So I said, okay, let me look into that. So actually I got certified into functional medicine at the time, got trained into it and started actually implementing those things on my own. So I figured out, well, you know, I had leaky gut issues. You know, my food was not the best, even though I thought my diet was good, but it was, you know, like not the, the real case scenario. I was obviously overworked. So I was stressed out too much, you know, like in, in the field of medicine or field of doctors, there is nothing being stressed out, you know, like you just work more and you just work more. Nobody takes a break to work on, you know, like stress reduction or something. Hmm. So I changed my diet, took some supplements, worked on stress reduction, actually started a meditation practice, which was totally new to me. Boom. Within one month, my pain was completely gone. Oh, Within great. six months, you know, like I was off all medications. I lost more than 40 pounds. I had more energy in my life than ever had before. I even actually took like part into a 5K rugged maniac, which, you know, like what? I could never think about doing it before. Wait, is it a rugged maniac? Is that what you said? Yes. What is that? So it's a 5K run and there are different obstacles in between. And, you know, you have to kind of clear those obstacles to kind of complete the race. Oh, that's so fun. I want to do something like that. I've called that a mud rudder runner, something like that. So it's kind of very similar, yeah. you know, it yeah. has different fun things, but some of them are challenging. So it was good, you know, like I was up for the challenge at the time. That's so great. So what, what do you think was really the problem the most? What would you categorize as like the thing that caused the biggest shift for you? I think the meditation piece was the biggest shift to be very frank, you know, like I think the supplements were helpful also, but I think the biggest shift was okay, taking a pause and kind of reflecting on everything, what was going on in my life at the time. And then, you know, like rebalancing my system, you know, like that was a huge shift that the meditation brought along. Right. You know, the parasympathetic and the sympathetic system that, you know, we are always in that drive. I think meditation changed all that stuff that, you know, gave a break to my stomach or my gut. And I think that will heal itself on its own at the time. 
and same at the same time you know like the meditation was very powerful to even improve my energy so i think it improved my adrenal glands as well as my mitochondria and i think that you know slowly and slowly everything kind of got helped with that that's awesome did you find that you were allergic to gluten yes gluten actually dairy was a main problem for me oh you know wow. like, and actually it's interesting are what i yeah. get with gluten feels exactly. like a brick is so, in my stomach <laughs> Yeah, for me, actually, I was break, having skin issues, you know, I never realized that I had eczema whole mm. my life. I was having always like a steroid cream always with me by the side. Mm. And I realized that as soon as I stopped daily, my eczema was also gone. Never realized that. Then I spoke with my mom and my mom was like, yeah, you've always been allergic to daily. I was like, mom, you never <laughs> told me about it. She said, when you were born, like one year, when you were one year of age, we introduced cow's milk and you broke out from head to toe in like, you know, these eczematous rashes. I was like, then why were you feeding me dairy? And she said, well, everybody said they will, you will grow out of it. And you ultimately did, you know, we had to just keep putting that creams as steroid cream, but you were still okay. I was like, no, I didn't knew anything about it. I was consuming <laughs> dairy my whole life. Didn't knew that was a big issue until I actually did this elimination diet, removed it. And now I have, I don't have to use the, like my steroid cream anymore. I don't have any eczema issues. So mm. yeah, definitely dairy was a big for me. And then second was gluten. Okay. Yeah. Dairy has always been an issue for me as well. Um, and I just stick to basically cheeses, which I still probably shouldn't do. It's hard to leave out all cheeses. I do. I do have some alternatives that I use. You healed yourself essentially. And then you, you probably were like, this is amazing. I got to tell everybody, right? Exactly. So I said, okay, well, this is amazing. Why more people don't know about it? You know, like majority of my patients, when they come to see me, oh, you know, I'm tired or I have this problem or I have this pain and nobody knows the answer. And I was like, just roll my eyes and we'll say, oh, you know, like just get out of my clinic. Okay. Well, I don't know what to do. It's in your head. You know, like nothing is there. Maybe see a psychiatrist. Then I realized, well, no, these people are real. You know, they're not making up these symptoms. And then, you know, I now have the ability to help these people. So that's where I joined Cleveland Clinic, you know, like Dr. Mark Hyman invited me to work with him and do research on the model of functional medicine. So at that time, actually, what I realized was that I was seeing a lot of these thyroid patients and they're very similar ordeal that I went through. They were all taking medications from their doctors, but they were all having symptoms, similar symptoms as mine. They were all tired. They were all fatigued. Hmm. They were all having weight issues. They all had brain fog. They had gut problems and then didn't know what to do. You know, their doctor said, well, you know, your numbers look good. You're on the right medication. So we cannot do anything else for you. And then they will ask, okay, maybe a diet will help. Maybe a supplement or maybe stress reduction will help. They said, well, those things don't work. If you want to do it, that's up to you. So they were like totally hopeless and they were like totally lost at the time. What should we do? You know, like we are doing everything to get better, but we are not feeling better. And nobody's listening to us. So that's where, okay, well, I started researching on thyroid, why these people are not feeling better, what is going on with them. And that's where I developed this three-step protocol during my stay at the Cleveland Clinic. And I started implementing it. Saw phenomenal results, you know, like thyroid patients, Hashimoto's patients were getting so much better. All of the symptoms were getting better. Not only the symptoms, the blood work showed that we were able to reverse their Hashimoto's by improving their antibodies. You know, a lot of people were able to get off medications that was huge and nobody was talking about it. So that's where I decided, okay, I need to share this all over the world because Hashimoto's and thyroid is the currently number one autoimmune disease in the whole oh. world. And nobody, nobody basically is doing anything to improve, you know, the plight of these people. 
Right. Wow. What's one of the repercussions from taking the medicine? I'm just curious. Taking the medicine, first of all, most people will believe that the medicine is going to fix them. And unfortunately, it will not. And then interesting part is that these medications, you know, often have fillers in them. So interestingly, you're talking about gluten. So one of the fillers in levothyroxine is actually gluten. No way. A lot of people will say that, okay, I'm taking the medicine and I feel bloated after taking it. And I'll say, you know, like, how could that happen? I was like, you know, I, I don't feel there is a connection until I research and figure out, okay, well, yes, the commercial levothyroxine can have gluten in it. So that's the reason a lot of people will feel bloated after taking the medicine. Well, so that's where I realized that, okay, that we can, we might be actually hurting people rather than actually fixing them. That's, that's amazing. I can't even believe that that's the case. I could go into a lot. I, I've learned a lot about having a sensitivity to gluten. And recently I was like, I'm going to make pies for Thanksgiving with my son. And I made a gluten-free one and I made a regular one and just touching the flour impacted my body. So I can't even imagine if I was ingesting a pill thinking I'm doing something good for myself. It was interesting. I felt depressed, unmotivated. Did you hear that from people from gluten? People are like, oh, that's not really a symptom. And I'm like, no, it definitely is. I don't normally feel like this. I almost felt like I was like two different people for about one or two days. Like I knew that I had this happy life. I knew I had this drive and everything, but then I was like tired and, and depressed and feeling sad. I, I was just obviously not like me. I definitely avoided it. So this is a funny story, you know, like, you know, it happens in my own life, my wife. So she would not believe like gluten is a problem. I kept on telling her, well, gluten might be an issue because she was having this bloating or, you know, stomach problems and feeling tired, you know, and then she was doing everything else. I said, why don't you give up gluten and see that, you know, get you better. And she loves obviously gluten things. You who know, doesn't? Bread, <laughs> yeah, who doesn't, right? I know. So she's like, that is very hard, but I will try it. Okay. I said, okay, good. So she tried it. Within three weeks, all the symptoms were gone. She was like, maybe it's a fluke. You know, I don't know. I said, okay, well. <laughs> It's up to you. You got better, you know, like now you see. And she said, okay, no, I'm just going to start eating it. As soon as she started eating gluten again, all the symptoms came back. And she was like, this is crazy. I cannot believe it. You know, like, you know, I'm feeling more brain foggy, you know, like I'm tired, like, you know, crazy. You know, I'm, I'm actually feeling more bloated, you know, like, you know, I used to. So I was like, exactly. This is what gluten does. You know, you cannot imagine that how gluten can hijack your system. Mm -hmm. And, you know, like people just don't feel that, okay, that just, just simply eliminating gluten can be so life-changing. Yeah. And it was interesting because I had, I didn't think it was going to affect me just touching it. And then on the second day of experiencing the symptoms, I was like, oh my gosh, that's what it is. And then I know that it only takes three days for it to really uh, disappear from my system. And then on the third day, I was much better. And I was like, oh, I'm finally feeling like back to myself. Isn't that, it's so amazing, right? Obviously not a lot of doctors talk about it. It's not well-known. It's even in medicine that's helping thyroid. What are some more techniques or tools that you give to your patients to help them with their thyroid problems? So that's where, you know, I made this three-step process. In that process, you know, like we equip, you know, with our clients or our patients with so many different things. First of all, we help them figure out what is the root cause of the problem. Because until we know the root cause, we cannot fix people. So in that, you know, like categorize the root causes in five different categories. So first, obviously, the food sensitivity piece, where the gluten, the dairy, the soy, corn, sugar, processed food, all of those things come into place. Because as you said, most people do not still believe that food sensitivity is still real. They feed food allergy is the only thing which is real. So until you're eating gluten and you're blowing up like a balloon, you know, it's not real. It's not hurting <laughs> right, your body. Right, right, right. 
So I was like, no, no, this is real. So we need to help people to figure out if actually the food is hurting their body or not. The second thing, you know, like is infections. Several infections impact body and can trigger Hashimoto's. Like Epstein-Barr virus infections, Lyme disease, you know, parasites in the gut, Candida in the gut, all of those things can be there. So that's the second thing we help to figure out if that is triggering their Hashimoto's. The third thing is toxins. Now, obviously, you know, we have tons of toxins in our environment these days, whether that is environmental toxins, heavy metals, more toxins. So again, we need to figure out if those are triggering their Hashimoto's. Mm. Then the fourth is nutritional deficiency. So our food today actually is deficient in nutrients. There was a research study done actually compared the nutrient density of current food, which is compared like from 90s. And they actually saw that the nutrient deficient nutrient density in our current food is much lower than what it was in 90s. So even though we are eating the healthy food, but still, you know, we are not getting the proper vitamins and minerals that our body needs. So that's the fourth thing we try to help people to figure out. And the last one is the stress. You know, stress is such a big trigger for thyroid or Hashimoto's that nobody can imagine. Now, the stress can be anything. It can be physical stress, you know, like which a person goes through. It can be emotional stress that people might be going through like a difficult relationship or anything. Or it might also be a spiritual stress, you know, like, you know, you know, dealing with like, you know, faith issues or, you know, like other issues that me, you know, like people deal with uh, on the regular basis. Right. Now, the tricky part about stress is that, you know, like the current world we are living in, which I call as a corporate world. You know, like, you know, this is oh healthy stress. This helps you to kind of actually work better or, you know, be more productive. But that is not true. Our body cannot differentiate between like a healthy stress or unhealthy stress. Stress is stress. Mm -hmm. So any stress that puts our body into jeopardy that can trigger a thyroid disease. So that's again is very important. So many females that come to see me, I said, okay, well, you know, when you were diagnosed with thyroid, just go back one year and see. You know, like, did you had any major events in your life? And they will say, oh, yes, you know, I went through a bad relationship or like a bad divorce, or I was too busy at work at the time. Or, you know, like I tried to kind of do too much physical as compared to what I was used to do. So all that stress, you know, like they can actually relate that was it was triggering their thyroid issues. So those are the five, you know, like bit categories that, you know, that's the first thing that we help people out to like, you know, to, to see where, you know, their triggers are. Then the first thing we work on is the food. So we try to eliminate bad foods, you know, which we discussed, you know, which can be triggering for them. And we introduce good foods, healthy foods, which are good for the thyroid, for the mitochondria, and also for the better functioning of their body. So that's the first thing we do. So what foods would be that? Like I know seaweed, for instance, has iodine in it. Is that something you'd recommend? Absolutely. Yes. So iodine, again, is a big, you know, controversial topic at this point of time, because, you know, like traditionally thought was thought iodine deficiency is a reason for Hashimoto's. But now we are actually entering the age where excess iodine can also cause thyroid diseases. Hmm. So it's a double-edged sword. So we have to be right in the middle. So research suggests that. So what was happening was that a lot of the people were taking a lot of supplements, which were very, very high in iodine, which actually started hurting their thyroid. So again, I'm a person that if you can get anything from food, why do you take a supplement? Mm -hmm. So that's where, you know, I recommend foods, you know, like seaweed or other seafoods, which are high in iodine for the thyroid patient so that they can get natural iodine rather than from supplements. Mm -hmm. So definitely seaweed is one food that we recommend. Then we also work on like a lot of other green leafy vegetables mm -hmm. because green leafy vegetables reduce inflammation. Um, they are non-starchy. So again, helps with the weight loss, as well as they have a lot of antioxidants, you know, which mm -hmm. helps to better functioning of the thyroid and the mitochondria. 
So green leafy vegetables we work on. We also work on good fats. So again, fat has been given a bad name in the last century. Everybody's on a low fat diet. Mm. But what people don't realize is that major each and every cell of your body has a lining around it, which is made with fat. Mm-hmm. So if we don't consume fat, we are not helping our body. We just have to make sure that we know what is bad fat and good fat and we consume the good fat. So that's what we encourage people to consume good fat, which is like avocados, you know, coconut oil, you know, like your olive oil, then your nuts and your seeds. All of those are like a good fatty fish. So all of those are good fats that we encourage people to use so that that, you know, helps to kind of gain, you know, like improve their thyroid and mitochondria and help them feel better. The third thing we are also big, you know, like uh, big on is also uh, using a good quality protein. Okay. Again, protein, everybody knows protein is needed, you know, from, from our body, but a lot of people are not using good quality protein, which again means, you know, like good quality fish or chicken or, you know, like, you know, turkey, again, grass fed, you know, organic. And then for the vegetarian or the vegan piece, we use a lot of nuts and seeds, especially chia seeds, flax seeds you know, walnuts, pecans, you know, almonds, good sources of proteins that way. So those are the foundational things that we use for, you know, in terms of the diet plan uh, that helps a lot of folks, you know, to start improving their life with that. Sounds great. Sounds perfect. So then what do you say about the meditation or the stress stuff? Yes. So that's the second piece, you know, like that's the second piece that working on the stress management is very, very important. Now I always tell my clients, okay, well, one advice I am going to give you for free. I'm not going to charge you money for this, <laughs> but this is the advice out of everything you're going to do is going to help you the most. Okay. And this is about like stress reduction or meditation. Mm-hmm. It's free. doesn't cost you any dime, but this is a thing which is so powerful that is going to help you the most. So make sure, you know, you like you do it because people have this tendency that like if something is given them for free or they're getting it for free, they don't value it. And that's where I think, you know, like, you know, this meditation, a lot of people of my folks say that, oh yeah, you know, like I will do it later. I said, no, this is not later. This is the first thing you do and everything else is later. So that's where I'm big on stress management. You know, like we have a very in-depth discussion, various ways of doing it. There's not just one good way of doing it. Meditation is great. Deep breathing is great. You know, being in nature is wonderful. Nature walks are great you know, like listening to like a music meditation or a guided imaginary, all of those things. Now we have so much powerful tools, you know, that we can use to do it. Now, the issue is that, you know, like there is a learning curve to it Mm -hmm. because most people, because of the current lifestyle we are in, everybody's on a go, 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 go. So for people to sit at one place and close their eyes, it's just totally alien. They said, right. no, we cannot do it. Actually, it makes us more anxious. Yeah. <laughs> so I said, just so start slow. That's okay. Open your eyes. Just listen to this guided meditation, whatever they're telling you to do. Just sit in a chair and that's it. You, know, you mm-hmm. can even do walking meditation. So if you feel really anxious, just sitting in a place, you can do a walking meditation that is also very useful. So I always recommend them start very slow, just for a few minutes and then slowly and slowly build it up. And there is a learning curve to it. So just don't feel that, you know, the very first day that you will be that meditator who will be just sitting and then <laughs> you go to a different place. No. That's just not going to happen. And the second thing that people do is that they start judging. They start judging whether that was a good meditation or a bad meditation, or am I doing it correctly or not? Mm-hmm. I said, you cannot do a meditation incorrectly. <laughs> so bottom line is that if you are doing it, that is the correct way of doing it. 
Good. There are 100 different ways of doing meditation, you know, like all of them work. That's the bottom line to it. Mm-hmm. Whether that is, you know, like transcendental meditation, whether that's meditation focusing on the heart, some people focus, you know, like in the middle of, you know, your head, so all of those different ways, but all of them work. So I always tell them, you just do it. Put a calendar on your refrigerator. If you're able to sit and do meditation, check mark, bingo, that's it. That's your job. Don't think it is good or bad. Excellent. Yeah. I often hear people wondering if they're doing meditation properly or EFT. And I'm like, any amount of EFT or meditation is great. Do you teach EFT or tell your patients about EFT? Do you know EFT? I know about it. Uh, I'm not trained into it. So I just kind of share the resources to them, mm-hmm. um, like different kinds of resources. And I kind of encourage them to explore different options because everybody learns different things yep. or different ways. So I just give them, share them resources. Well, do this and see how you feel about it. And then, you know, like a couple of referrals, like, you know, if people are interested in EFT, because I'm not trained into it, I just kind of have some therapists or like other people that are really good into that. I just refer my clients to them. Cool. I just bought a brain tap. Do you know what that is? I've heard about it, but you know, like I've not explored it much. Yeah. It's so it, with um, EFT, it lowers cortisol levels by 37% in one hour if you do it. So that's what the research says. And um, with the brain tap, it lowers cortisol levels by 38% in 15 minutes. So it's, yeah, glasses that you wear and earphones that you wear, and it sends signals to your ears and your eyes. The light is with the eyes and the ears. I'm, I guess it's sound. I haven't gotten it yet, but you can pick programs and it will really decrease your stress quite quickly. So I'm pretty excited for that and help reprogram the brain. Wow. Yeah. yeah. I heard they were like, you know, I heard there were some headbands that people were using, you know, something similar, but again, I never got any of those things. So but yeah, that's, that's amazing. Yeah. The technology is really, really advancing. And there's another tool that I was kind of considering, which is similar to 40 years of Zen. Are you familiar with Dave Asprey? Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So the, one of his lead scientists developed or helped to develop this sense AI. So it's neurofeedback, like what you get in a, like a full lab and uh, you get to just put on your head, no goop or anything. And it will help to retrain your brain. Um, that one was more expensive. So I went with a you know less expensive one just to try it out. And then if I liked it, then I would move up to the next one. But um, again, it's AI. So it learns where you're at and then it, it challenges you from there. So that's pretty cool. Anyway, just interesting things. I mean, if we're talking about lowering stress, right? Oh, Whatever, yes. least resistance. That is great. Yes. I mean, that's a good, about, good thing about technology. It makes it so much easier now these days. That, you know, we don't have to sit for hours and hours of meditation, as you kind of mentioned, just in 15 minutes, you can lower the cortisol 38%. That's amazing. Yeah. You know, yeah. Like, you know, only experienced meditate, meditators, you know, like after years of meditation can do it. Mm-hmm. So, you know, like in 15 minutes, that's just, that's just phenomenal. So hopefully, you know, like more and more of these technologies will be available so we can use more in our clients so they can see this difference, you know, quickly and that can be helpful for them. I have a question for you about what I've learned spiritually speaking about the thyroid, since it's, you know, right here in your fifth chakra, what I've noticed with, especially women is, um, that there, there's a lack of wanting to say what it is that they want to say. So, uh, the fifth chakra is about speaking your truth to others and speaking your truth to yourself. 
So um, yeah, and there's a lot of disconnect. So there's a lot of really mean language that happens obviously for women. I know I'm not a man, so I can't really speak to that, but <laughs> there's a lot of self-deprecating. I'm not enough, you know, I'm not thin enough. I'm not pretty enough, all that, a lot of programming. And then there's also the, I need to do everything for everyone else, um, you know, programming. So I'm never enough. I never have enough time, blah, 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 blah. So that usually, in my opinion, seems to affect this fifth chakra area, which also contains the thyroid. So it's something that when I work with people, I definitely address at some point. It just invariably happens. So is there any reason to believe that there is a connection there to the thyroid and energy and mindsets other than stress? I believe so. You know, like, again, I'm a spiritual person on my own. And there are so many questions, you know, which we still do not have complete answers to. Like one of these questions is that why suddenly we have this epidemic of thyroid disease. Now, as I shared with you, the number one autoimmune disease in the whole world, not only in US, everywhere in the world is Hashimoto's, right? Wow. Now, we did not knew about Hashimoto's, you know, like a decade earlier. The first time the thyroid disease was diagnosed was because of iodine deficiency. That was a thing. And then later on, we came to know about Hashimoto's, but it was a very, very small percentage of females or people had Hashimoto's. Now, suddenly we have this big surge of Hashimoto's and obviously nobody has any answer why he's doing it. And you will see that, you know, like, you know, if you will see a lot more females or like the society we are living in currently does put a lot of spiritual pressure, you know, like, you know, as you said, you know, like the females are always judged upon. Oh, this is just mom brains. Oh, you know, like, you know, you're not like taking care of, you know, your kids. Oh, this is your responsibility or you have to juggle between your job as well as your home. Right. Mm -hmm. So that again, you know, that mindset or the feeding of the mind that happens during these things, I think definitely affects spiritual, like, you know, development. Mm -hmm. And that's where, you know, like these different chakras, you know, as you said, which is very close to the thyroid, definitely affects it. And that's where, you know, like even giving the medicine, why people are not getting better if we are giving a medicine for these thyroid patients and that's what we feel is wrong. So I think that's just one way of looking at it. And I think the medical science is not yet advanced enough to actually, you know, like know exactly like, like how we feel that, you know, there is aura, right? You know, you know, like our body has an aura around it. I feel each and every organ, especially these endocrine organs have also have their own aura around it, you know, which can be kind of, you know, compared to different chakras that we have. So I think if there is a way that we can kind of, you know, it will be an interesting research actually mm -hmm. to see the aura or the chakra, you know, like the system of these females who have thyroid disorders as, as compared to the normal females. And do we see a difference or not? And I bet that, you know, I will say that, you know, there will be a difference in their chakras over here as compared to the normal females. Hmm. So certainly, I feel, believe that there is a good connection between that. Hopefully in the future that we will know what and how much is that connection. Yeah, but definitely. Yeah. It sounds interesting. Yeah, I'm really excited. I just said to my wife this morning how, um, how cool it's going to be in just 30 years when my son is older and trying to biohack you know, what'll be available to him versus right now. Like I, I'm doing keto for just a short period of time and I'm measuring my glucose and my ketones and then getting these numbers and it, I, it's all immediate and there's a computer chip and like, it's pretty awesome. And I, I was showing it to him last night and he's like, wow, that's really cool. And I'm like, you want to try? And he's like, does it hurt? And I'm like, yes. And he's like, nope, I don't want to do it. <laughs> but you know, it just, I mean, I have the aura ring, you know, it's just going to get better and better and better. So 
I'm definitely somebody who really loves to know the numbers so that I can make improvements. One of the questions that I have, or I've, at least it's kind of irked me because a lot of people say, well, I had my thyroid test, so there's nothing wrong with it. And usually they're going to Western medicine and it's a very simplified version. I mean, you can probably talk even more, but from my understanding, it's very simplified and not really getting into the details. And I've had my thyroid tested before and I had really high reverse teeth for, I think. And, and that's a whole other subset of information that you can get. So can you speak to that before we end? Right. You know, so definitely thyroid testing is a big thing, right? You know, if you go to a regular doctor, the only test they are going to do is just the TSH, which definitely is not enough, right? You know, there are several thyroid hormone, which our body is making. So why are we checking only one thyroid hormone? And that thyroid hormone is not even made by the thyroid gland. It is made by the pituitary gland, the TSH, which goes to your thyroid gland, which produces T4. And then the T4 actually goes into the different parts of your body or organs of the body, and that's converted to T3. And T3 is responsible for working in the body. So just imagine thyroid is producing T4 and T3, and, our, and the regular labs are checking TSH, which is not produced by even thyroid gland. So wow. that's where we do miss a lot of times the actual diagnosis of thyroid. So everybody should definitely get TSH, the free T3, the free T4. And now we actually have the ability to check, as you said, reverse T3. So, you know, like, you know, we have the normal T3, which is basically the gas pedal, which helps our body to function and go forward. Reverse T3 is basically the brake pedal, which doesn't let our body function. Basically, it doesn't let the T3 do its job. So sometimes the reverse T3 is so high, actually, and stress is a major reason of, uh, you know, increasing reverse T3. So reverse T3 is so high that it doesn't let, you know, the T3 do its job and people do not feel good. Hmm. The second problem is that not checking antibodies. So not checking for Hashimoto's. When people come to see me first time, I said, you know, do you have Hashimoto's or not? They said, you know, I don't have Hashimoto's. I said, do you know that you have ever been checked for Hashimoto's or not? They said, <laughs> I don't know. My doctor never mentioned, I don't know. I said, so that means you have never been checked for it. It doesn't mean that you don't have it. And time and again, whenever we ask for antibody levels, they're always being high. So it's very important to check for Hashimoto's, you know, it's an easy test. Again, all the labs do it. Two antibodies are there. One is called TPO antibody, which is a thyroid peroxidase antibody. The other one is called thyroglobulin antibodies. If you have any of these antibody levels are slightly high, that means people do have Hashimoto's. Okay. So that's another major thing that no doctor will check Hashimoto's unless you ask them to do it. So every female definitely should get checked for it. Because Hashimoto's also comes in different stages. So a lot of times, you know, their TSH, T3, T4 will absolutely be normal. And their antibodies are high. So this is a stage one where, you know, like the thyroid is not destroyed to the point that is not able to produce enough thyroid hormone. Now, this is an, such an early stage that if we know about these antibodies and if we do the right things, you know, by following the diet, taking the supplements and stress management, we can actually reverse this autoimmune disease very early and very quickly. But most of the time, as we wait for the thyroid destruction to happen, and then people come to see us, then, you know, most of the time, their half of the thyroid is already destroyed. Now, then also by functional medicine model of care, I'm able to reverse a lot of these things. But why to wait that till the time? So as mm -hmm. you said, you are a, you're a person of numbers. So same with me. I like numbers too. So I always tell them, okay, well, did you check these antibody levels? Because if you can check those, and if you can bring them down, bingo, that is a good indication that we are actually improving your disease process. Mm -hmm. 
That's where, you know, like it's a complete thyroid profile is such important, not only checking the thyroid hormones, but also checking the antibody levels so that we can actually know what we are dealing with. Okay. And so that we can actually catch the Hashimoto's or thyroid disease at a very early stage. So that way we can reverse it very easily. Sounds good. It's very important to get it when it's first beginning versus when you're already like, okay, this is when we actually really need Western medicine because, you know, there's nothing else we can really do. I have to tell you, because you're a numbers guy, I had my DNA sequence and I did it through true age and they looked at my immune system and it's 12 years younger than what I am. 12 years. Isn't that amazing? So I, you know, I grew up with childhood trauma and other trauma, and I also was chronically ill as a child and so ill that my doctor said that when I was about nine years old, like that, we wish he wished that he could take my immune system out and replace it with another one. And 30 years later, I've done that. <laughs> so oh. I'm pretty excited. I mean, it, that's just the, you know, because I really do believe it's a lot of the meditation, the removing of trauma and reprogramming the brain that's done it. Obviously having a gluten-free diet, low dairy. I also don't do really processed foods. I cook most of my food at home. We do good fats. All this stuff really helps to create a very healthy body. And it's, it's evident through science. Now you can actually sequence your DNA and take a look at it and see what your age of your immune system is. So it's called immunescence, I think is, is the name that it's called when your immune system degrades over time. So anyway, I just wanted to share that with you. And currently I feel like this next year for me is going to be even diving deeper and testing at the end of next year or towards the end of next year to see if I've even lowered that number even more. So, oh, I bet you would. Yes. You know, yeah. I think if you keep delving deeper into the meditation piece of it, working breath work and just kind of going deeper into like who you are, you know, what's your purpose and kind of working on those things. That's just amazing. Yep. Yep. And, and also um, tweaking the diet even more. So I love this keto mojo that I'm using because of these instant numbers. I can see how food affects me and you know, how I'm doing overall. And it's very interesting. Please tell us how we can find out more about you. I know you have the YouTube channel, which was amazing. I think that they're great videos that have lots of good information and you have a website, you are on Facebook, Instagram, please tell us where those places are. Absolutely. So again, you know, like, you know, I have just started the YouTube channel six months ago. And again, like, you know, all the information that I feel is useful for people, I'm just sharing it. So definitely that's a good place to go on, you know, because we all like to see videos and a lot of good information, practical tips. But same, I'm on Instagram with Anshul Gupta MD, you know, like over there on Facebook. And then obviously my website is also has a very active research-based blog. I write about all different things and have a lot of research citations. So people who are like geeky, want to kind of know where the numbers are or want to know actually what are the research behind it, they can go there. So website is anshilguptamd.com and they have a blog over there, you know, they can get more information. And about my practice, so I do virtual consultations now. So people from all over the country can actually work with me. Uh, virtually. Uh, we are a full-fledged functional medicine practice. So that means, you know, we offer complete testing, you know, the DNA testing, you know, or any toxin or uh, the testing, adrenal testing, everything is available to us. Same with, we use high quality supplements. We offer those to people. And the good part is that the people work with me directly. So again, very passionate about stress management, very passionate about like diet and nutrition. So we kind of comprehensively, basically, kind of work together with our patient. It's not a practice where, you know, like I dictate the terms and patient to follow. It's basically we both together work with each other to reach the health goals. Amazing. And you wrote Reversing Hashimoto's and that just was released uh, just a couple of months ago. 
It is already a bestseller book and we are getting good reviews. Uh, so it is well accepted. Again, a lot of good information over there. Again, people who want to have practical tips of what they can do right now to get better. So very simple language. The book is written, but you know, it has a lot of scientific evidence behind it. So they can understand what is going on with them and a lot of practical tips and things they can use right now to get better. Fantastic. I enjoyed this interview. You are a wonderful person and I love that you take such a comprehensive approach to helping people to heal. So thank you. Thank you so much. You know, really pleasure like talking to you. It was just a great conversation that we had. It just felt that, okay, well, all the things that I want to share with people that, you know, we were able to talk about. So thank Excellent. you so much for having me. Yeah, you're welcome. My pleasure. All content provided by Amy Stark and or her guests on the Stark Transformation Show, website or other platforms, including text, images, audio or other formats, are created for informational purposes only. Always seek the advice of a physician or qualified health provider with any questions you have regarding a medical condition. Amy Stark is not a doctor or a therapist.